Okay, so do you want to hear what I learned this week when I made my own barbecue sauce? Yeah. I learned I two things. One, it's mostly ketchup, with, which is disgusting. Yeah. It's like I looked up a recipe. I'm like, oh, let's see how you make barbecue sauce. It's like use two cups of ketchup. And I was like, fuck, no, that's disgusting. So one thing I learned is you can use past like plain pasta sauce to make it like marinara just like yeah. red, like just tomatoes right? just red sauce yeah yeah and the other thing i learned was how much molasses is in barbecue sauce a lot yeah i, I didn't know molasses. that before oh i bought molasses for the uh the pulled pork i made for the uh gender reveal that we did mm -hmm. and i was like i was like oh i like i haven't tasted molasses like for like 15 years so i took a little like spoonful and it was fucking gnarly. delicious no dude i love the taste of molasses oh man it's too it much it speaks to my heritage you know what i did we used to have on the farm when as a we taught we had because uh on farms sometimes you add molasses to grain to give cows nutrients so we had this big fucking yellow they look like a gas tank, but it was molasses and it was behind the barn. And I was like five, just wandering around because that's what five year old farm kids do. They just wander around. And I like I would like sneak and eat molasses because it's are so you, sugary. Are cow molasses fit for human consumption? Yeah, it's the same thing. It's just cheap. Are you sure about that, Dale? Like, I'm oh, sure nothing probably... happened to me. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah except for the gout that might be that's probably why i have gout yeah. eating cow food when i was a kid uh hey everyone welcome to an extremely sweaty episode of outreach factory the podcast Sweat. where we look at the things that made people mad online this week and explain why they're dumb for caring uh i'm your co-host Derek bolin i'm your other co-host dale deruder um i don't know if uh, my sleep apnea machine gave me more energy today, or if I'm just fucking delirious from the heat. Do you have energy? I don't yeah. know how you have it. I came home from work. I went into the office today because we have air conditioning Yeah, uh, at the office. So mm -hmm. I was like, and then just like being in the heat for like the walk from the office to the car and from the car to my apartment. Yeah. I like laid down and had a 40 minute nap as soon as I got home because the heat <laughs> just like kicks me in the dick. And now I'm set, sitting in the sweatiest room in our entire house. Uh, and I'm like this close to going tarps off for this episode. Dude, tarps off. Um, I had no energy when I got home because I work. I don't work outside. But I work in a shop that has like a basically a garage door. So I'm like outside adjacent. So I was all hot all day and I got home and I had no energy. And I basically watched like trash TV for two hours instead of researching. But I did a bit of research. And then um, and I think the only reason I have energy is because I'm actually drinking caffeine this late in the day. So I'm just going to fuck myself. I didn't even have the energy to uh, grab my outrage factory mug i'm just drinking and i'm drinking a cold beverage normally i will drink coffee yeah uh, not today yeah not today not today my friend so if uh if you guys want some have you listened to that up that podcast van color which one van color no it got like super popular out of nowhere and i was like oh maybe i should listen to this and maybe get tips on how to make my podcast our podcast more popular and then he does the radio dj voice so i'm like i'm not doing that do that our podcast our podcast just won't be as popular as van color this week in outrage yeah no it won't our podcast has been running for what four years five years and we five still have at least like, like single digit listeners so i no, think this is hey hey we're into the 30s on the downloads all right DLs. double digit listeners uh, I think this is probably forever going to be something we just do for our own amusement. Dude, I want to say 
that I wish were popular, but I'm still amazed. Like here, I have the analytics right here. Um, the fact that our last episode got 24 downloads, I'm like, 24 people want to listen to me. Oh my God. Oh my God. Though, if we were more popular, we could tell people to murder the homeless like Joe Rogan did. Yeah. Even though he didn't say that. Derek, are you belittling the death of homeless people just so you can dunk on home Joe Rogan? No, I'm saying that <laughs> the death. I of love how people... people are like, I care so much about the homeless and stuff. I'm just going to trash the whole tragedy that happened just so I could take this like chance to make to like dunk on Joe Rogan for his throwaway line in the middle of a three hour podcast that I didn't even watch. Somebody had to separate out in a 20 second clip so I could just take it and be like, I hate Joe Rogan. He's so bad. Like nobody talks about Tom Segura's jokes and all that stuff in that same podcast. Right. No, he did later. Wait, didn't we have this exact same discussion last week about something irresponsible Joe Rogan said? And no, then he it was he. It's said, always just it's always just a throwaway line in the middle of a three hour. Oh, episode. Yeah. But it's he he did say that he said, people, just shoot him. He said because what they were talking about was all the homeless people in Los Angeles and the fact that they have built permanent structures to accommodate the homeless encampments, like having four. what he was talking about was four porta potties under overpass. And then Tom Segura was flabbergasted because he was saying that all the stuff they had there, because they were talking about how one homeless tent beside it had a dresser and like shoes and bookshelves and stuff. And Tom Segura was flabbergasted saying that you can't actually touch that stuff because it's the property of the homeless person. And it's actually akin to home invasion to like take their stuff and move it. Yeah. And then it's, Joe Rogan said, it's like if someone's if someone's bike is on the road, yeah. you can't just take that bike because yeah. it belongs then, to someone. And then Joe Rogan said, and then or and then Tom Segura is like, there's no way to get rid of them. And then Joe Rogan was like, well, you could just shoot them because Los Angeles isn't. Um, he said like, the direct quote is maybe you should just go shoot the homeless people. I mean, nobody does anything about violent crime in L.A. anymore. Yeah, because they're not prosecuting violent crimes and stuff in L.A. Yeah, it was wrong, but fucking like belittling people attacking homeless people just because they're homeless, just so you can like take a cheap shot at Joe Rogan, even if it's granted, isn't right. Like instead of being like, oh, and it also like totally like gets rid of all the blame or stuff for the homeless people. You can't like, it just deep laugh. What was I trying to say? It's like, it's, delegitimizing what happened to these homeless people because it's taking the onus from the person who shot these homeless people and not being like he's a crazy fuckhead 28 year old who went around shooting homeless people it's now it's just oh joe rogan told people to shoot homeless people so obviously these people are shooting homeless people so let's not even discuss why it happened or how we can say it, solve this problem in the future no, I don't I don't think it's belittling the homeless people to say that Joe Rogan should be held accountable for the sh idiot shit that comes out of his mouth on a semi regular basis. And I also don't think that 28 year old who shot the homeless people who was shot dead by police got off scot free because Joe Rogan told him to do it because Joe Rogan wasn't shot dead by police. The 20 like Joe Rogan can't insulate himself from criticism for the idiot shit that comes out of his mouth by saying like, oh, Oh. So are we going to go to Anthony Jeselnik every time someone kills a baby? Anthony because Jeselnik. Because he jokes about killing babies? Anthony Jeselnik doesn't tell people to kill. Anthony Jeselnik isn't like, oh, maybe you should just kill a baby. Anthony Jeselnik makes comedy. Yeah. And he doesn't say, hey, this is a problem. Maybe we should all go kill babies. Like Joe I'm not Rogan. defending Joe Rogan. what Joe Rogan said here because it's wrong for him to say that. I'm just oh, saying. Oh, there we go. That's it. What we got to do just is not belittle what happened so we can dunk on Joe Rogan. Oh, also, did you see what? So I guess we should give people the background of what happened in Legley. Was that Monday? Uh, Monday, I think. Yeah. Monday at starting at midnight, some guy 
shot four people. Two of them died. They were homeless. He, he started at Willowbrook Mall in Langley and he was wandering around. The It was pretty sketchy on the details because they don't want to release everything. But they said that the suspect was known to police, but he wasn't a crime committer before this. So I guess he had complained about something to the police. I don't know what happened. And I also, fuck, I was going to look up if the police had stopped following municipal workers who clean up the streets in Langley as well as Vancouver. Because did you see what happened in Vancouver that day? What, what? There was like a gang shooting, wasn't there? No, in Vancouver on Monday at, I guess, about 3 p.m., the chief fire person said that they were going to get rid of the tent city on on Hastings Street oh, yeah. because it, oppo- it posed a fire hazard and stuff because there was 150 tents set up along the sidewalk on Hastings Street because what had happened in Vancouver was on July 1st, police stopped accompanying municipal waste workers who clean up the streets every day. So the homeless people just moved in and just kind of took over the place. And I don't know if that's what happened in Langley as well at Willowbrook Mall. Like if that's why this guy lost his shit. So like what I'm wondering is, were the homeless people setting up encampments and pissed this guy? I mean, the homeless people are setting up encampments because that's what homeless people do. Yeah, but what had happened was they were tearing them down every day like they weren't letting them build permanent structures because the police were following the workers and just ripping apart. And then everybody got upset and said that they were harassing the homeless people a bit too much. So police were like, "Okay, we're not going to follow them anymore. And then the whole tent city thing just kind of exploded. Yeah. Well, I mean, they keep doing that. Like if you drive down Hastings Street in Vancouver right now, it's fucking grim. It's just like blocks and blocks and blocks of tents set up on the sidewalk. And it's because there have been a few notable homeless encampments in like parks off of that stretch of the city. And they just mm-hmm. keep telling like they, they won't let these homeless people. So we're like, we're not only not uh, not providing homes for these people yeah. or anywhere for them to go. But when they are building their own. Com- oh, you just froze Derek. Cool. I think it's so hot that it melted Derek's froze. internet cables. Uh, you just froze. Go. Yeah. I, I figured um, I did. What was yeah. I saying? You were talking about how they weren't letting these people set up their totally peaceful societies in little parks where they weren't stabbing each other for drugs. Yeah. I mean, even if they are stabbed, I mean, rich people stab each other for drugs all the time, too. And we're like, well, you don't get to have this community anymore. Yeah. So it's like we should really stop demonizing the homeless and addicts for acting like homeless addicts who are more yeah. desperate than the rest of the population. And you know what maybe- we should. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to dunk on your boy a little bit more and say maybe irresponsible fucks like Joe Rogan should do something to solve the problem instead of telling their audience they should go out there and shoot them. That would probably be a better use of a platform if I was a fucking meathead podcast. Probably what what they should do is they should set up the drug hotel like that one guy who was the guy who wrote that book about like the swedish or the rat drug hotel thing rap rap park yeah yeah who was yeah. that uh what's his name? it was a the researcher author. from oh uh uh the guy who wrote the book about like the addiction stuff yeah was it jua hawari or whatever Yo, y- y- johan hawari yeah yeah what they should do is do that where this is how you solve the homeless problem i just came up with this not right now but i was thinking about it so you get like the equivalent of rat park for humans where you have the drug hotel they set up in Sweden where anybody can go get whatever drug they want. They can shoot it up, but they have to stay in the drug hotel. And then beside that you have like sleeping and living accommodations, but you can't do drugs in the living accommodations, but you can do drugs in the drug hotel. And then the hard part about this is you're going to need so much like supervision and like patrols that it turns into like almost an like prison camp because you got to like keep down the violence 
and you got to stop people like outside people from coming in and preying on the homeless because that's what happens a lot too is they are like like other people like drug dealers and stuff will come in and try to like steal whatever meager belongings they have and stuff so it's like you almost have to have police and patrols to protect them from like the outside predators as well as from like the internal squabbles yeah are we we also like yeah no we need to we need to uh you know provide these people with uh services to get them back on their feet and housing and give them a Mm -hmm. little bit of dignity and maybe do some wealth redistribution from irresponsible fuckheads like joe rogan into uh the hands of the homeless because joe rogan does not need 200 million dollars to peddle his fucking tiny little dick shrinking supplements when it can mean that a couple thousand people get to live a dignified life uh just just putting it out there okay okay (laughs) joe rogan should solve the homeless problem himself no other rich people should i mean no all all the rich people should for sure yeah but only only one rich person was publicly advocating for shooting homeless people the problem like i said before is it kind of turns into a prison camp is like if you think about like the best way to do this you would have like jobs for these people too so that they can get used to working and feel proud of themselves for doing stuff it's like you once you put all this together it just turns into like this work prison camp but nice and no, there's no don't. way to sell it to people. Like you what I was them- thinking was you set up like a giant Quonset hut and then you have spots for tents underneath so that they could, because that would be cheap living or whatever. Or you could set up like one of those giant like hotels or whatever. What? No, Why are you, you just, looking like that? You, you build housing. Yeah. Like home. What kind of housing? Like a, apartments. Okay. And then I was thinking like I was thinking the tents because that would be you could do that tomorrow. Like you could find a field and set up a whole bunch of tents and these people could be protected and sleep in those tents tomorrow. Because if you're going to go build housing for them, it's going to take like two years of red tape and bullshit. And then you got to buy the land and you got to find it. And then you actually got to build this thing. And if you rush it, then it'll be cheap and it could fall over. Okay, but we're not looking to like we're not looking for solutions that like keep the people homeless, just make them homeless comfortable. We we are looking for solutions that get these people off the streets and like reintegrated back into society, mm-hmm. which is you know, ultimately I think that's what they want. Like I think yeah. there's a lot of uh of uh you know shame and uh addiction and whatever else that keeps these people on the streets once they get there but that's why you have the drug hotel right beside it well it's the, but the 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 secret would be to like helping these people work through their shame and their addiction and oh yeah them housing well, the drug hotel sorry i didn't explicitly say but the drug hotel has like doctors and therapists and all this like not only just a place to go do drugs, but like a place to go get help and like career counseling and stuff. And then like the camp, you could have like, I don't know, like menial work or whatever for people to start. Cause you can't just be like, Oh, you're homeless. Here's a full-time job. Go do that because they like, won't be able to adapt to it right away. So you got to start them off small. Why? Because they're homeless people who have drug problems and they aren't, they aren't like the right temperament to have a full-time job. Dale, I've worked in enough kitchens and I know you have too, to know that drug addicts with the wrong temperament can hold down full-time employment. <laughs> like it's not, it's not a question of let, homeless people could 100% work entire ass shifts. They don't no. need to like, Oh, absolutely. A lot of homeless people, and we're lumping them all together here too. A lot of homeless people are just there because they're desperate and they have nowhere else to go. They're not. Well, yeah, those people can have a full, like if you're able to work a full-time job in Dale's magical homeless utopia, then you get a full-time job. I'm just saying you start off small for the people who like can't work yet. Like they're not physically capable of 
working all day yet because they're so weak from years and years of drug use. Also, if they have mental health problems, they could go see doctors and stuff at the drug hotel. The drug slash treatment hotel, I guess I got to rename that now in Dale's homeless utopia. And then what you do is you start with the tents and this is going to be like, maybe you could. Okay. Here's a good segue. The 170 kilometer city that they're going to build in Saudi Arabia. We could integrate that because that's like the sketchy sci-fi thing that always turns into a dystopia. So you get the homeless people on the bottom level because it's going to be half a kilometer high. So the city's going to be 170 kilometers long, 200 meters wide, 500 meters tall, and it's going to have mirrored walls on both sides. And it's going to go from the ocean through the desert into the mountains. So obviously all the rich people are going to be on top because I've seen 80 sci-fi before it's going to be like Elysium. And then you start the homeless people at the bottom and then they work their way up the ladder, so to speak, by getting better jobs and like being like having more treatment and stuff and getting to work the better jobs with more responsibility and stuff. Or do you just want to give like fucking homeless people management jobs, Derek? Well, no, but like you give them, they're not, they're not, they're not, they're not a different class of people. They are, they're a different class of worker. No, they run the the gamut from, they can't work management jobs at a third been on the street doing drugs for four years. Could you work a management job right now? I haven't been on the street doing drugs for four years. Could you work a management job right now? Yes. What's standing between you and homelessness? Doing homelessness and four years of drug use or just, I'm not talking what, what's about, standing, what's standing Derek, between I'm not you talking and about the unhoused who don't have a place to live. So they're on the street and they're still working. I'm talking about the people who couldn't make things work and they've been on the street for four years and they're not suited to go directly into work which people are there because they couldn't make things work the ones that suffer severe mental health issues that when they close down the mental health hospitals and stuff they just boot it onto the street what percentage of homeless people in vancouver do you think that makes up the small percentage yeah see derek i'm not saying all homeless people can't have management jobs. What I'm saying is some of them can't because some of them have mental health issues and they need treatment and they need to be weaned off their drugs and stuff. Sure. You could find probably a homeless guy who could be, or woman who could be president tomorrow. They just had bad luck and they ended up on the street. It's not even bad. The the system it's not bad luck that puts a person on the street and in, in a lot of like, yeah, in a lot of situations it can be, but it can also be a system that is designed to fail people who are poor to start with. And I don't think that's like, so there's a very small percent, well, not a significantly small percentage, mm-hmm. but there's a percentage of people who like, yes, who are, uh, who have severe psychiatric problems. Those are not the people I would put in a management position, but I think by and large, the majority of homeless people could step into jobs. Oh yeah. And they can regular ass person jobs in Dale's homeless utopia. There's a position for that. There's middle management jobs. There's all this stuff. I'm just saying the very beginning of the program, it's like a graduated program where it's like if you're one of the people who's been on the street and you have these mental health issues, obviously we're not just going to be like, okay, we're management, we'll see how it goes. You like get a mental health professional in the drug hotel slash treatment center to evaluate them and basically do the high school career counselor thing and be like, what can you do? What do you want to do? Yeah, but it's also like that. the whole point isn't to keep these people segregated from society and be like, oh, you know, they get little, they get weaned into society. They get real ass jobs. I'm like at this, different levels. The Saudi Arabian city is so fucking dumb. Like, dude, and Saudi Arabia is not going to build that nicely. Like they're going to need slaves to build it just like all their other Saudi Arabia cities. Well, just like give give 
give Saudi Arabia less money because mm-hmm. uh, a they're just generally shitty in terms of uh, human rights, and b they keep doing uh, dumb fucking shit. Like it's like oh, if we're talking about like oh, homelessness is a problem and people live in poverty. And that's a huge issue. And like these people are literally dying on the streets without dignity. And meanwhile, Saudi Arabia and like fucking uh, Dubai or the United Arab Emirates and all that yeah. shit. It's like, oh, you know what we could do is we could take a fucking chunk of the ocean and we could fill it in with sand so that it looks like a bunch of fucking little islands shaped like the continents. And then we can sell pizza pieces of those islands to people with also too much money or like, what was that? The Palm, uh, you ever seen that fucking thing? The Palm. Is that the, the highest building in the world thing that they no, built? That's the, the, the Burj Dubai is the, but even like all that shit, it's like fucking, you have yeah. too much money. Stop spending it on stupid shit that benefits no one except. Except for the rich people. Yeah. Except for the rich people who are making more money off of it. You know what? As well as making Joe Rogan solve the homeless problem, also make them solve the homeless problem. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be down with that. Dude, Saudi Arabia is like, if you gave me a trillion dollars and they're like, build stuff you saw in movies you like. And I was like, oh, shit. Sure. Yeah. 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 Like that, that 170 kilometer city. I can't even remember what it's called. I just, just saw it. So that's why it was fresh in my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, are we done solving the world's homeless problem? I mean, we're. I, I feel like we made some real progress today. I do. Uh, I think and- I want to take full response or full uh, accolades for the Dale's Drug Slash Treatment Hotel Slash Homeless Utopia Tent City. <laughs> we uh, can come wanna- up with a catchier name than that. I want to point out that, again, for the second time in two weeks, you and I deserve more money than Joe Rogan because we didn't tell our listeners to go oh, to yeah. homeless people. Oh. And we instead discussed uh, solutions, potentially. Dude, I but- love Joe Rogan. I'm ride or die Joe Rogan, but I still think we deserve more money. Yeah. Take, yeah. take Joe Rogan's money and give it to us instead. And we, yes. we have at least 30 listeners we'll bring with I us. I like that plan. Spotify. Yes. 30 listeners. You could yeah. have them. They're all Dude, yours. Spotify, if you want to give us an exclusivity um, contract, even though valued friend of the podcast, Sean Burke, just found out you can download it on Apple Podcasts and he won't be able to if we go Spotify exclusive. I do it. I'm still willing to go Spotify exclusive. I'll even stop live streaming this on Facebook because the comments are very distracting anyway. <laughs> Oh, my girlfriend said I'm right. Mental health reasons and literal brain damage are a major, major factor. I don't know. She said that. uh, Yeah, she said there's so much brain issues. And that's why they get so missed. We don't really have the adequate help. Adequate help at all. Yeah, I I think that's more like in general, we need a better mental health safety net for people Mm -hmm. before they end up uh stark raving mad on the street or stark raving mad shooting homeless people which you would also have to be insane to do yeah i'm pretty sure that guy was nuts as well what else do we have to talk about oh, no, i can't i can't it's too hot oh, do we want to talk downer. did you see the fucking um down did you see the uh uh the Fuck the deli in Canmore that was uh just fucking canceled. Uh because okay. Oh, is that the one that starts with a P? Uh no, what Val Valbella's Valbella's is that the one who said he didn't want to support? Okay, so I'm I'm kind of confused. I need a woke person to I need I need a a woke person to explain this to me. Okay. Well, you're barking up the wrong tree because I'm I'm not particularly they said. Somebody sent them an email asking for because I saw this on Reddit. They're like, this is what happened when we asked this guy if he'd support pride. Yeah. But his email was saying he wasn't going to support transgender because he believed them to be groomers and stuff. So not only did he say uh, 
and all the guy this is the best part of this story to me is yeah. all the fucking guy they sent a email around probably to a bunch of businesses saying hey we're raising money for camor pride would you consider uh donating some goods or services our way and all the guy had to fucking do all he had to do was say no thank you i'm not interested at this time send send that's it and end of message that's all he had to do dude I don't know what the fuck happened to these people, but calling transgenders groomers and fucking um, drag queen story time is driving them fucking nuts. They it, can't get over it. Well, that's the problem. So what this guy did is he wrote he he didn't write. No, he fucking wrote this long winded response. And he was like, no, thanks. I'm going to uh, try find it. Yeah, so it's, could... it's out there somewhere. Read the whole What's thing. What's it called? Uh, Val Val Bella. V-A-L-B, I think. Val-A. Val Bella Gourmet Foods. Yeah, that's the one. Val Bella meets Camor. Yeah, I just want to read read what the email said so people know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah. Um, where is it? I got it. Oh, do you? Do you want do uh, you want to read out loud? Uh it go what? paraphrase, just read it. Read his response email. It's short enough. You can read it. It was fuck. It's actually, this is just paraphrased. I can tell you the like highlights. Uh, Wait, because I want to read what he said specifically. So nobody's like, oh, that's not what he said exactly. It is what he said exactly. And it was um, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> do you find it? No, I'm reading an MSN. Oh, I, got it. Um, I got it. Okay. Okay. It, it says, yeah. good morning. I would address you by your name, but I don't know it as you simply signed with a K. I'm sorry to say, but you could not pay me to sponsor anything to do with child grooming trannies. Please keep these sick people away from the children of this community. You should be disgusted with yourselves. I'm sure there's some woke organization mentally ill enough to help you with your event, but it isn't Valbella's. Thanks, Jeff. Oh, yeah, that was Jeff, Jeff. Jeff, all you had to say was no, thank you. Yeah, I'm not interested. And like, so here's 100% the reason this happened is because this guy spends so much time in fucking online communities and like devouring shit from like these crazy right wing news outlets where he's like somehow come under the impression that it is socially acceptable to reply this way to an to an email from a stranger and like you spend enough time in these circles and you get the idea that and we see it on the left too with like people believing that like your average fucking person gives two fucks about microaggressions or uh fucking like all sorts of dumb shit but like you spend enough time in these circles and you're like oh the rest of the world talks this way and thinks this way and believes this so it's socially acceptable for me to say this shit in an email Mm -hmm. and like people used to have brains that kicked in at some point and they were like oh fuck maybe I shouldn't say this because if I write this exact email that's in my brain right now I am going to lose my job and torpedo a family business that's been around for 50 fucking years yeah i don't do you think this guy was just like i'm gonna fucking put this person in their place and no one's like does he think nobody's gonna find out like an email like i could see maybe not realizing your text would be blasted but an email like there's no excuse for that because emails have been put on blast for like 30 years. So I I guarantee what was going through this guy's head is, oh, fuck, I'm going to like totally fire back at this person. I'm going to write this amazing email and then I'm going to take a screenshot and go and post it to fucking parlor or whatever. And everyone's Mm going to think I'm a hero because I totally shot shot that gay person down and dumped on those libs. And then he ended up, uh, yeah, basically uh, predictably the email response got leaked to the internet and it was fire hosed because as soon as people saw it they're like what the fuck 
So this guy's name is now everywhere. He's been allegedly dismissed. He was the owner of the company. He's been allegedly dismissed from the company. And then people went. He doesn't own it anymore? (laughs) Well, because it it was family owned. So it was a parents and then a brother and sister. And the the he was the brother. And the sister posted to the Facebook group saying he's no longer with the business, which I think is just them covering their ass. But the uh, the Internet was thirsty for blood on this one. So they went after every vendor that carried this deli's products. And they were like, that's a bit much. No, fuck. No, that's not a bit much. You can't go after the vendors who Sorry, hold they weren't guys. They weren't going after. They weren't like. I mean, I saw some people being like, I'm going to boycott these vendors. But what yeah. they did is they emailed the vendors and they were like, hey, just so you know, one of your partners is like spouting this shit. Yeah, I'm OK uh, with that. And so all these vendors basically like pulled their products and mm-hmm. said they're not going to sell them anymore. And uh, I'm I'm pretty sure this this business, which seemed moderately successful, uh, I don't think they're completely done, but they're going to be a much smaller operation oh, yeah. after this. Do you want to hear? what the request was for that elicited that response from him. I would love to. So uh, um, Canmore Pride had reached out to the ownership of Valbella Gourmet Foods to inquire about sponsorship of food donations for an inclusive and free climbing event during Canmore Pride that takes place mid-September. Like it wasn't like, yeah, like a free climbing event. They weren't like, Hey, do you want to give us some sandwiches so we can like do story time hour with the kids? Like he totally pulled out the kids thing out of nowhere. And it's just like an event during Canmore Pride. Like it's not just like, oh, we want to put your kids with these guys. It's like, oh, hey, it's Pride. We're all celebrating. We're doing all these events. Do you want to give some sandwiches and give yourself some free some publicity by sponsoring it? Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be free because they'd be providing the sandwich. Some sandwich, but... some sandwich publicity. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that guy's unhinged. Like I listen to some uh conspiracy podcasts and stuff, but I don't listen to that conspiracy podcast stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. Even that, like, and it it's fucking wild how uh how this like uh, this what drag queen story time yeah like, like you hit the nail on like people are so fucking freaked out about this yeah. because uh a lot of news outlets have like made it a fucking story where they're like oh shit like all these fucking uh drag queens are coming for your kids and it's like okay well like just just because you're scared of drag queens doesn't mean that your kids need to be necessarily yeah. like but- on one hand i'm like Anybody who wants to specifically read stories to kids, I'm questioning. But on the other (laughs) hand, I'm like, yeah, they're just reading stories to kids. Like, like if the neighborhood clown who like did clowning as a job was like, hey, can I go read stories to your kids at lunch? I'd be like, no, no. If a furry was like, hey, I'm going to go to the preschool and read stories to your kids i would be like oh i might let the the fur i'd let the furry do it that's true because they would just look like they would just be like a mascot yeah exactly yeah as long as he didn't or she yeah that's true it's a good point because i was just about to say furries are the one like maligned group you're still allowed to dunk on but it's like they're getting more acceptable the the hell out of them but i'd also be like kids but yeah animals now that you mention it, furries would kind of be a layup for kids. We should. Uh, I'm not being a furry. It's too hot. No, fuck no. But what we should do just to take the heat off drag queens for a little bit is we should hold like an outrage factory furry kids pancake breakfast and get like a bunch of furries and a bunch of kids together and get them in a hall and cook like some fucking flapjacks and bacon for everyone. And then like post pictures, take tons of pictures of the whole thing and post them to the internet and be like today, you know, we, we wanted to co-mingle the furry community and the children community. (laughs) And like, just see, just see if uh, number one, we can get some press for this podcast. 
And uh, and number two, we can, uh, you know, start breaking down those barriers. And then we can have an animal face painting tent where they get like tiger faces and dog faces. And then we just take <laughs> pictures of the kids and be like, it's working. Yeah, they're indoctrinating <laughs> them. Just like a standard face painting booth. <laughs> yeah. And then all these like fucking crazy right wing people would just like lose it on all face painting booths from that point on i don't know if, if right-wing people do right-wing people like furries because it for them it's not as like if you're a straight furry is that okay yeah i don't know like are they like it's just people wearing animal costumes and having sex because that sounds awesome but oh. if it's like the you totally take on a whole persona thing i think that would be too weird for right-wing people uh apparently the alt-right has a uh a strong furry contingent according to this article from 2021 i'm reading that's nuts so there you go hmm. <laughs> it's funny because uh you know how i was talking about i listened to conspiracy theories and stuff but not like the alt-right like scared stuff one of the guys he's like one of his points is he's like conspiracy theories lately has been like a direct pipeline from conspiracy theory to alt-right like craziness where it's like it's almost like conspiracy theory is grooming people to be alt-right if they want to throw around the grooming thing too much well i mean that is uh that that is a major component of alt-right beliefs right it's like all that shit yeah. about like the new world order and the what are they called the roth the rothmans the, roth the rothschilds roth rothschilds the Illuminati, and like the jesuits and the, the black nobility and all yeah, that stuff okay you're going a, a layer deeper than i'm many layers the deep. illuminati <laughs> yeah like all the people who secretly run the world and stuff like yeah. the coke brothers and all that stuff yeah there's so many it's the funny thing is there's so many of these like super secret groups that totally run the world and you're like they would just fight with each other i know human beings and there's no way you could have someone like the Koch brothers and the rothschilds both trying to secretly run the world without constantly being at war with each no, other No, it would be a constant power struggle dickhead idiot people reasons yeah yeah 100 no one's ever happy with with what they have right it's they mm -hmm. they want to take more so you would have all these warring factions also, people are just generally dog shit at keeping secrets now. So I'm sure mm -hmm. I'm sure if there was a secret society, someone would run their fucking mouth about it. Oh, yeah. For clout on the Internet. I mean, there are secret societies, but they're not secrets anymore. Like the Skull and Bone Society. Yeah. We're just like, yeah. Don't. And it's like the funny thing is, like, you hear about the Skull and Bone Society and you're like, oh, crazy. What do they do? And you're like, well, it's it's rich um, frat boys. And you're like, mm, all right. And then you're like, and one of the indoctrination um, ceremonies is you get into a glass coffin and masturbate. And you're like. OK, so, sounds like my kind of sounds like my kind of secret society. So the people who run the world are also the ones jerking off in a glass coffin. Yeah, and they've been able to keep it secret this whole time. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, is, is there video? Is there video on the internet? Is there video of it? Yeah, do, do the girls masturbate in glass coffins? Because I yeah. don't want to... I don't want to make myself seem unaccepting, but I'd much rather watch a girl masturbate in a glass coffin than a dude masturbate in a glass coffin could we could we put a furry could we put a furry in the glass coffin could I we do that we could could we do it at the outrage factory furries and kids pancake <laughs> breakfast yeah we'll have we'll have the secret society tent <laughs> what's really going on kids I, i'd be down with that <laughs> do you uh, want to learn about the jesuit priests okay we got we got time for one more because Just i need one? to get the fuck oh dude i'm so i know i'm, I'm so, joking so, it's um, sweaty hours over here what did pick you your, what did you put favorite. in there zelensky and vogue oh just because i i saw a bunch of people because zelensky had like his picture in vogue magazine isn't he too the, busy doing war well there was a brief interview like a brief interview with him in his office and i saw a bunch of people being like what the fuck if i was uh 
fucking world leader, I'd be so, or if I was a citizen of the Ukraine, I'd be so pissed at this. I mean, while the Ukrainians are like, no, this guy's are fucking hero. And it's dope that like, he's doing this. He's getting more yeah. exposure and calling more attention to like, what the fuck is going on over here? Which by the way, everyone, everyone who in the three days following Russia's invasion of the Ukraine, everyone who is like, I fucking stand with Ukraine. Do you not, do you not stand with Ukraine? You put, you put a Ukrainian flag in, in your Twitter, Twitter handle. And now that Ukrainian flag's not there anymore. Oh, they took put, them down. You put a blue and yellow filter over your fucking profile <laughs> picture. And now, and now that's not there. You're or have you abandoned the people of Ukraine? What, what are was, you doing? Is it because what Russia turned off the Nordstrom pipeline to Europe? What do you what did oh, wait? They? Not Nordstrom. The, I'm like Nordstrom? the 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 that's that's the store. store. The Nord Stream? Yeah. Oh wait. Go. Nord Hold Stream on. from Russia to Germany. Yeah, they turned that motherfucker off. Well, they turn they keep turning, they're like Russia's like, oh, why are you you're giving Ukraine? And they're just like, Boop. like the craziest thing in the world is we're almost at World War Three, but Russia's still giving Europe gas. They're like, we're not turning the pipe all the way off. Well, but we're turning it down. Because like, I think it's down to like 30 percent. You know what trumps every it, what what's more important than religion? What's more important than nationalism? What's more important than uh, sex or gender or race or any of that shit? What? M- money, money, money will always oh, be yeah. important than any of that shit. So Russia yeah, could be like, point. yeah, fuck you. But also, yeah, we know we've sat our breads buttered on and it's buttered that's on the true. side that gives us gas money from Europe. So here, you, here you go. Here yeah. you go. Um, yeah, I don't think they would ever. And it's funny because Europe is like, oh, we're we're slapping some hard sanctions on you for invading Ukraine. But also, we're going to continue giving you money for this thing that we need. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's yeah, like we're okay. not going to give you 100 percent sanctions. What we're going to do is. We're going to keep getting the gas, but we yeah. still want money and stuff. Yeah, we're going to we're going to we're going to dump all our Russian vodka in the street. But the single most expensive natural resource you could be selling us, we're going to keep giving you money for that. <laughs> that. But we won't drink your vodka. That's what's important here. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Zelensky like posed for like a single picture with his wife in fun. and it, you can tell they it's not like they like dressed him up in a tux. It's like literally him sitting there in the fucking like camo t-shirt that he's been wearing since yeah. day one of the conflict. I was gonna say green t-shirt, green t-shirt, and but, uh, yeah, and that's pe- no, people are mad. People are mad about it. Did you hear why Russia hasn't been able to close that war out? What they're saying? No, what Russia saying? Or what people? Other, yeah, other Russia's Russia. saying. That in American-run biolabs, Ukraine is making mutant troops, and that's why they're beating the Russians. Or not beating them, but they're, like, stopping them from taking over so easy. (laughs) Yeah, I posted a link on Yahoo News. Um, There's a story. It says, Russia says it's losing because Ukraine has experimental mutant troops created in secret biolabs. Damn. That's and fucking that is dope. my favorite thing in the world. Like, I want this to be true. I want like mutant soldiers to be fighting crime just so that we could get like the Ninja Turtles and everything. Just or let's go fucking nuts. Men who are actual mutants. Yeah, but I want like mutants that are like the laws of physics allow like you just shoot drugs or crossbreed people with monkeys like China did. So they get super strong. I don't want people to be like able to shoot red beams out of their eyes because right. it's like, where does the energy for that red beam come from? Just like su- super strong. Yeah. yeah. Well, not super strong, but like crossbreed strong. What's that called when you're like mixed breeded with an animal? Is that mutant? No, it's like, no, it, uh, there's a specific word for it. Oh my god, I know what you're. It's talking It's too hot about. to think. I know what you're talking about, like um, centaurs and shit. Yeah, well, like your uh, centaurs. I mean, I'm surprised we don't have a uh, a race of centaur people yet. Oh my god, could you imagine? Oh, 
That's like they just found out the world has 30% more tigers than they thought they did. 30% more tigers? Yeah, they're like, oh, hey, remember how we said no, tigers were almost extinct? Uh, we found out there's 30% more. It's like, where? How do we know there's not centaur people if there's just a third as much fucking tigers we didn't know about? That's true. What did you do? Did you go to like a different part of the jungle? Like, don't you have satellites? Can't you tell this shit? Uh, like to see every centaur on Earth? There's yeah. There's going to be centaur somewhere. Likewise, or maybe they I think found them with LIDAR. There's a... What the fuck is LIDAR? LIDAR is light activated. It's like when they shoot radar from planes, they can see through the foliage. So like they're going through like the uh, Amazon jungle and they're like finding these old cities that they didn't know existed because the forest had overgrown them. So they're like finding pyramids and shit in the Amazon. It's fucking nuts. Cause what had happened was a bunch of Europeans were going down the, the Amazon and they were talking about like El Dorado and these golden cities. And then they went back to Europe and 150 years later, other travelers came and there was nobody there. And they're like, there's no fucking cities here. They lied. But what had happened was the first Europeans brought smallpox and yeah, killed all those people. Yeah. And the Amazon forest grew so fast that you couldn't tell there was a city there because it just got overgrown. But now they're like flying over the place and they're shooting LIDAR down. And it's like radar that you can see. It's almost like slap. Like the easiest way to think about it is it's like an X-ray beam that you can see through all the trees so they could see all these structures of these cities that the first Europeans were talking about. It's wild stuff. Damn. I'm reading a fucking uh, book right now. Yeah. Uh, I read books. (laughs) Dope. But it's all about. Just uh, that's the story. I'm reading a book. (laughs) That's it. That's the whole. That's all I got. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I'm reading a book about how all these uh, different sites across the world where like people have abandoned and nature has started to like reclaim it and take it yeah. over. Um, like the the DMZ between the Koreas and um, what there's another one in Chernobyl. Cyprus. Uh, Chernobyl is in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple like abandoned uh, like industrial sites in the US that where nature has started to reclaim and they talk oh, about dope. like how they have uh it's actually a really dope book i want to go like visit a lot of these places but it's like well not the dmz obviously but maybe some uh the ones in the states yeah if you go to the one of those i'll go with you yeah that sounds dope. but uh yeah it's really fucking interesting so it's basically like the whole thing uh, the whole message of the book is like well we can expect this to happen after humans have like disappeared from the earth like this is how yeah nature will will take back over and like reclaim things and and what will be different from its original state um but oh, dude, uh, there was this um there was like a documentary my brother was watching i think it was on like the national geographic channel but it was like the whole process was what would happen if all the humans died and it just goes I saw, through I w- like i want to watch that it looks goes through the dope. timeline of what happens like all the nuclear reactors melt down and all the stuff and then it just it sucks because it's like from the mid 2000s so the cgi is pretty bad but it's a fucking cool idea was it life life after people right yeah 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 what year did that come out 2009 yeah so So it's probably not the best uh it's got 2009 cgi from national geographic so it's not even like big budget cgi yeah, shitty budget CD, C, CG, CGI. Yeah. Okay, so this back to this Russian uh, mutant thing. The claim was made Monday by two Russian lawmakers heading up a commission to investigate bio laboratories in Ukraine. Remember that they keep saying they keep bringing that up. Yeah. Well, they, that's right, not- right when they started, they're like, "We're going to find American bio labs," and now they're like, "We're still going to find them." That was like the U.S. with uh, weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. Oh, yeah. Good call. <laughs> and then 10 years later, they were like, oh, those didn't exist. Well, we didn't find weapons of mass destruction. We did find bad guys. And yeah. everybody's like, all right, that's good. We'll allow it. Good and, enough. And America's like, well, I really like doing war. 
So I'll let you keep doing war. And then they're like, we can get cheap oil. And you're like, yeah, fuck, go do war. Give me cheap oil. I don't even care if the guys are bad. Just tell me they are. And I'll never bother learning anything else about it. And you can go fuck around in any country you want. Just keep telling me (laughs) that we're the good guys and they're the bad guys. And and you can you can carpet bomb an entire fucking sovereign nation with napalm if that's what you want to do, just as long as you tell me that we're the good guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently these guys tested the Ukrainian POWs blood and they claimed they uncovered a range of diseases that suggest they were secretly experimented on for military purposes. Okay, so like monkey, like monkey diseases. This is diminishing like returns. Pox? Yeah, because it started with superpowered mutant soldiers, and now it's just turned into people were experimented on, and now they have diseases. Yeah, like mm. I don't. I I think they were like, oh yeah, these guys have super super strength. That's why they're kicking our asses so much. Yeah, and then. It's like, oh, we just we hope that's true because we're getting our asses kicked. And by the way, we just took this one this one prisoner of war and did some blood yeah. tests. And we think we think we think there's some meat. We think there's some meat to this rumor. Yeah, and it turns out turns out he definitely got the herpes from an American bio lab. Yeah. He didn't get that from fucking just kissing some rando. Super herpes. Is the uh <laughs> the Ukraine like Russia's gotta be close to to uh well they took over the Donbass region. taking what they want, right? Like yeah, well, isn't isn't that it? Um uh, that's what they said they wanted, but now I think that I don't know. I think they kind of reached a point of no return where they can't just be like, oh, okay, that's what we wanted. We're going to back out now. Now it's just kind of like a thing where it's like, since Russia has so many sanctions and shit on it, it kind of has to go all the way just to, I don't know. Damn. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, like it would make sense if they're like, okay, what we said we wanted to do was get the Donbass region out of the Nazi regiment that's in the Ukrainian army. And we've done that. So we're going to back out now. That would be like the smart thing to do. What was that regiment? Did you read about um, that? The Nazi regiment? Yeah. That was was also the one that, uh, that Russia used to justify. Oh yeah. Invading was that they had to go after these Nazi super soldiers in, uh, in the Ukraine. Nazi mutant super so it's like the fucking uh was it the red skull uh hydra the yeah it's fucking they they were going <laughs> after hydra what was that regiment called cuz i think they're beat now they have to be see part of me is like well azov regiment so what happened was in 2000 here's here's what i heard on podcasts in 2014 when Ukraine wanted to take over the Donbass region in like a military coup, they got, there was like um, a Nazi militant group that they kind of been like, all right, we need your help to take this over. over and yeah. then they did. And then they're like, all right, obviously we can't let you be Nazis anymore. So we're just going to roll you into the Ukrainian military. And then they kind of, everybody was just like, all right, that's it. We're done. But the Azov regiment still was like, Okay, we're still going to be Nazis, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we will. And then they did a bunch of terrible shit in the Donbass region to the um, the Russians who lived in Ukraine. And that's Putin's whole thing was like, well, these white supremacists in the Azov regiment are fucking with the Russians who live in Ukraine. So we got to go save them. So that was obviously a lie because they've taken the Donbass region, which is the eastern side of ukraine yeah yeah um yeah i don't know this we totally went off on a random side subject that i didn't do any research for this is why i don't do research for this podcast because i'll read something and then you and me will like start talking about something we Definitely, we're probably going to talk about which was the whole Joe Rogan homeless shooting thing. Joe and Rogan now, 
being a piece of shit. Yeah, we'll yeah, talk Derek, about that. Everybody knows you hate Joe. We'll Rogan. talk about that. Whatever. Anyway, we'll and then we that. end up in the fucking Ukraine war, which shouldn't be that weird to end up in because it's something that's still going on. Okay, we solved the homeless problem. Let's solve the Ukrainian war problem. Let's do that on the next podcast when I'm not <laughs> sweating my dick off. And then maybe after that, we do climate change because I'm I'm fucking sick of this heat, bro. I'm sick of this fucking heat, bro. Yeah, dude. I was like in winter. I was like, I kind of want to move somewhere out of Vancouver, but I want it to be a little bit warmer than Vancouver. I'm extending that. Vancouver is more than warm enough for me. Yeah, It's like, yeah, it's not even. It's warmer in other places right now. I think it's not as humid. That's the problem. Like the reason it's only like 30 something today, 34, 35. And the reason it, it is hot, but it's not like, cause like Kamloops gets above 40, but it's dry in Kamloops. Kamloops is a fucking desert though. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason it sucks here is the same reason that minus 10 sucks in winter is because it's so fucking wet. Yeah. Hey, what was that thing? They were super worried about where the humidity gets above a certain percentage and you can't. Yeah, well, down. basically the way it is, is once once there's uh, a certain percentage of humidity in the air, your sweat actually will no longer evaporate into the air, rendering your body unable to cool down. And like just generally, the more humid is uh, the more humid it is somewhere, then the more hot you will. feel. So there is truth to that. I don't know if it works the other way for coldness. But it definitely works for heat. And mm-hmm. uh, at once there's a, I, I don't know what it's fucking called, the, the sweaty evaporating point. And, uh, and once it hits that point, you're, you literally cannot sweat anymore because your moisture will not, your sweat moisture won't evaporate into the air. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's die. 90% humidity. Something like that. Hey, yeah. internet. Thanks for joining us for this wild ride as we solved homelessness and rediscovered for the first time why Joe Rogan is a fucking asshole. I have been your host, <laughs> Derek Boland. Which podcast do you listen to? I got to go hate on those. Yeah, you, you're right. You, you're right on with the uh, Anthony Anthony Jeselnik one. So I listened to that. Okay. Uh, and then that's the Jeselnik and Rosenthal Vanity Project. And Did I ever I tell you to... why I can't listen to Anthony Jeselnik anymore? Why? Because he was on Joe Rogan and they're talking about his oh, he comedy. Was? I can't listen to him anymore. And they were, yeah. And they were talking about how like people take their jokes too seriously and they're just jokes. And then Anthony Jeselnik like let it slip. He's like, yeah, mine's just a persona. And I was like, what? Oh, yeah, you did. You're and like, I was oh. like, record screech. I don't know. Okay. Like, it's fine if you're that dark and humor and that's just your personality. But if it's just like a fake thing you put on, and it's just like, I don't know. But I guess if he was like that all the time, he wouldn't have friends. No, he wouldn't. He would be a very lonely man. And he might possibly yeah. commit crimes and be a prison. Uh, the other one I listened to is the boys cast with uh, the boys, the boys cast with uh, fuck two other comedians. But they're more right leaning. So I feel like like oh. basically every episode, they'll like make fun of some like woke shit that's going on in like wokeness. Yeah, uh, as usually. So I do that to kind of counteract because I mm. listen. I do listen to a lot of leftist shit, but then I'm like, yeah. well, these guys are funny and they do poke fun at like some really dumb shit that that happens. So, yeah, you know, it evens out. Well, that's good. It evens out. Uh, nice. Follow me on Twitter at Herder. That's your cue. Oh, well, I thought you froze again. No. Okay. I follow me on Twitter <laughs> at SuperDaleBot. Follow the pod at OutrageFactPod. Send us an email to tell me how I'm always right at our OutrageFactPod at gmail.com. Head on over to Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash OutrageFactPod, and post on our wall about how Joe Rogan is a fucking shitbag. Yeah, and then uh, you and Derek can be friends and listen to and whatever we'll shitty friends. podcast you and just listen to my shitty podcast. And then head on when you're done doing that, head on over to Redbubble and buy some of the fucking dope merch. Yeah. That Link Dale is designed. in the show notes. Uh, also, if you're listening to this on Audible or 
not on Audible. If you're listening to the audio version of this podcast and you want to see how dope my Sweaty. pink face is or my Neapolitan tan, because I go from chocolate to strawberry to vanilla. To vanilla on the Go top. check that out uh, at YouTube. Just search Outrage Factory and it'll come up. And uh, is there anything else? Oh, if you like the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you are listening to your podcasts. Just head up, hit the hit the like button uh, and leave a review if you're able yeah. to do that. If you leave a review, we get bumped up in the algorithm. So that's the mondo most important thing to do. Um, also, I don't know if we were going to stream you and not me watching Hitch, right? Do you still want to do that? All right. Did they make they have made wait? I gotta see if they started. They're not gonna make movie. the movie, Derek. You're gonna Will have to watch Smith Twitch with movie. me <laughs> on Netflix. I love how we forget what it's called every single time. What was it? I can't remember. Just Google Netflix Will Smith. But they are gonna make other movies. It was just this movie that they were looking for a director to start production and we made the bet on because you're like, they're going to start making this because they want money. And I was like, that project is done. Oh, you'll be, uh, you'll be sad done. to know that uh, done. fast and loose uh, Willow Smith. When we saw her live did yeah. not perform the, uh, the song that you knew the whip the hair. Whip, I whip my hair. Oh, was it because she it. shaved her head out of solidarity well, for her I, mother I and so. it would be completely awkward? Yeah, maybe it was inside. Maybe she didn't want to remind everyone of the her whole dad slapping a guy for making fun of her mom's hair thing. That's so. a good point. That sucks because that was like that's her biggest hit. I think it was a banger, still, isn't it? She's she's like more like indie rock like punky kind of yeah. shit now. So maybe it was just the audience. I don't know. Oh, dude, it's so funny because um, we were talking, you and me were talking about you going to Machine Gun Kelly. And then me and Andrea were talking about Machine Gun Kelly because she's like, because you were taking your son. And she's like, is that okay? Like, is it, how's Machine Gun sound? And I was like, well, let's listen to it. See if it's okay. And then I was listening to this. And I was like, what does this remind me of? And then I was like, oh, shit. This just sounds like a little bit sadder angels and airwaves. Yeah. Have you listened to it lately? Like the first yeah, angels, angels and, and airwaves? airwaves album sounds exactly like machine gun. Kelly. I can, like I can see the similarities stuff. for sure. Yeah. I mean, the voice. Wait, Travis Barker wasn't uh, angels and airwaves. Was he? That was, he um, might've been. He's the he's, drummer. He's also, he's the drummer for machine gun. Kelly, oh, which he? could also explain that drummer and producer machine gun. Kelly. Yeah. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. Um, I think he might have did Angels and Airwaves. What's the singer's name? Tom DeLonge. No. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It was. Wait. Tom what's the bassist name? Mark Hoppus. But it yeah. wasn't Mark and Angels. Tom DeLonge was in Angels and Airwaves. I yeah. don't know if Travis Barker went with him to Angels. Angels and Airwaves. Travis Barker. Uh, no. It mm. was just. It was just Tom DeLonge. Tom okay. I got I gotta get the fuck out of this room, bro. Uh hey okay. everyone, thanks for tuning in. Until next week. Stay angry. All right.